Hey sluts, I'm Aubrey, an Aquarius Sun, Scorpio Moon, Taurus Rising. And I'm Danny, a Sagittarius Sun, Leo Moon, Libra Rising. And, and we're, we're your, your Astro, Astro Sluts. This week, it's a meteor shower here at camp, and we're kicking things off by talking a little bit about the current Saturn retrograde. We're going to get into the asteroids for our education segment today, and we'll close things out with a little wants and needs, as Drake likes to say. Mm. <laughs> Want to know how to get that guy? Text their mom. We're going to need that time. We'll be your latest crush. Call us Astro Sluts. Uh, what kind of updates do you have for us this week? Um, Nothing really wild or too refreshing. <laughs> um, Just kind of the same old, same old with my little crush mm-hmm. situation. Very same sweet. old. Same old, same old. Um. <laughs> It's been like three weeks. <laughs> it's not old. Um, <laughs> or similar to anything else you've been doing. <laughs> but same old, same old. Yeah, no, yeah, it's very yeah, new yeah, and yeah. different. Okay, yeah. It's very <laughs> different and exciting, fun. We love it. Um, but I did realize last week that I can definitely talk about a bunch of shit that I was doing the last two seasons that I was not talking about because I wanted to like protect people's identities and things and like didn't want to get people in trouble um yeah but now I'm not talking to them anymore so who cares right I'm excited <laughs> yeah, to um same. spill so that tea sprinkle it in where it makes sense yeah what about you <laughs> um I for the first time in my life am like the clingy like yeah. <laughs> suffocating one in my relationship yeah um we're calling it growth no for sure <laughs> Quite the switch from oh. the avoidant attachment style. You know, we're we're hitting the ends of the spectrum, yeah. and um, I think I'm gonna even out in the middle. Yeah. I think I'm like approaching the middle, but yeah, you know, agreed. we had to like go we're back and forth. New we're trying we're new doing. things, and you know, that's beautiful. Yeah, love it. <laughs> Some of you may have heard that there is a Saturn retrograde happening just as our Mercury retrograde came to a close. Mm -hmm. So we thought we'd chat about it for a sec. So Saturn is currently in retrograde through October. Since it's a farther away planet, they're going to be in retrograde a little longer than like Mercury is typically like three or four weeks. And these outer planets are going to feel a little different than like a closer planet when it's in retrograde. So Mercury, we talk a lot about like the little daily things, how it feels like it can like really be affecting you personally. Like (laughs) you text something embarrassing, your flight was delayed. It's very like, why is this happening to me? Yeah. And you're like day to day life, like like little things. You're Mm -hmm. like "Ah!" little flips and technology slips. Where Saturn, since it's farther away, it's going to be a lot bigger theme. So less day-to-day little slip-ups and things, more like big-picture themes that have to do with Saturn. We know that Saturn is the planet of rules and structure and boundaries. So it's going to be themes, like reassessing those kinds of themes and like mm-hmm. re- and like reflecting yeah. on those like structures in your life. If you want to look at your birth chart, you can see what house Aquarius is in and that house is like the part of your life that you need to like yeah. look at a little bit. Absolutely. And since Saturn is in Aquarius right now in this retrograde, it could also just have to do with like bigger themes than yourself even. Mm-hmm. Could be more around like community structures or maybe like societal things, boundary structures that there's in place. So this one might not feel as personal just with the sign it's in too from mm-hmm. it being further away um, and with that. But then also at the same time, you can kind of look at like where you play a part in those roles in your community as well. One of you reached out to us and asked what some of our favorite astrology books are. You want to kick us off, Danny? Yes. So You Were Born for This is by Chani. We talk about Chani a lot. They are the one that has the app we really like and reference often. Um, So if you are looking for like a different way to just get off your phone or like get a little deeper into your personal birth chart, this is a great place to start. 
covers your big three, so mainly Sun, Moon, and Rising, but it does a really great job of going through everything within the houses and then also everything within like the different aspects. So if you remember, we talked about aspects last week with Sinistry charts. Um, <laughs> sinistry charts. We're gonna. This one will be like more applied to your natal chart, um, but you'll still like remember those keywords like squares and oppositions and trines we talked about last week. So that's like a really good place to start. Super accessible too. But like incredibly in depth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that book. One of my favorites is Astrology for Real Relationships by one of my favorites, Jessica Lignato. Um, It is like goes through every planet through the signs and through the houses. And it's broken up into three sections. The first section is chosen family and friends the middle section is like hanging out and casual dating and the third section is long-term relationships so it's really got you covered for like truly how you interact with everyone Mm -hmm. and more it's very like focused on what your needs are oh nice as opposed to like what someone else looking up what your crush wants and in someone they want to be with which is that's cool a refreshing take yeah absolutely another one is cosmic health this might just be one of my favorite like books like not even an astrology book necessarily um but this is a really good one if you're looking to just kind of like recenter balance your life it's a lot about living like cyclically really holistically um health centered but more in a like holistic way I would say not super like specific like Op's gonna get into a book that's like a little more like medical astrology um next but this one is like amazing I think it's like a really just like I just obviously love like books I was gonna say like this is just very Sagittarius I should say this (laughs) before like I just love books that like talk about like the way we should live and like different like ways and philosophies people live their lives with um so it's super specific it's really cool just like kind of using like the moons but also your personal chart to like live a very very fulfilling wholesome life it's a good one I a new favorite of mine is called body astrology Mm -hmm. by Claire Gallagher and it is like a little bit more medical it does have some like living cyclically like with uh-huh. the moon cycle and stuff but then it also goes into like your birth chart like you could go through your different planets or the signs in your chart yeah. and i i don't have like a full grasp on it but it's it's about like balancing your elements yeah that's super cool so you could like you might like need more fire uh-huh. or if you have too much fire you have like inflammation right is the concept yeah that's cool I'm excited to mm-hmm. um be our in-house yeah, medical astrology yeah expert. I need to get into that one after <laughs> you um, and my last one is astrology for the soul I definitely talked about this one last season we, we talked about the nodes this one is literally only about the nodes um north node south node and it's very like very crunchy woo woo it has like the most like 90s like clip art-esque <laughs> cover <laughs> and it's like thick um it's a heavier it, yeah it's hefty I personally just read it for myself like I definitely should go back and read the whole thing but I did just read for like my personal north and south node um but it's super incredible it's another good one that like if you're just like feeling lost or like looking for like a life path it has like everything from like kind of like different careers you'd be good at to like you should get a dog if you're a Virgo north node to like just really like a wide range of stuff gets super deep into past lives too so if that's something that's like not interesting to you I think just like take it with a grain of salt but I found it like super interesting like beginning of time like who your soul was it's like pretty wild well those are some of our book recommendations we also highly suggest uh sharing books with your friends yeah. that w- that's what we always do like we don't have two of any yeah, book exactly. <laughs> um especially if you just like want to read about yourself which we obviously mm-hmm. respect yeah. <laughs> if you just buy a book and just read your chapter right. give it to a friend next and you guys can all do a cute little swap a book yeah. club yeah especially like though you were born for this like I read my birth chart and like literally one night yeah so like don't spend 20 bucks on a book and then like (laughs) go through it in one sitting give it to someone else spread the love we love to share it's time for our advice segment one of you wrote in to us hey sluts i love the podcast so much the energy you both bring is so uplifting and fun (laughs) 
If you want to be featured on the podcast, just start with a compliment. Nice. <laughs> Literally. My long-term partner and I are going to be moving across the state from each other this fall. We've talked about it a little, and he knows I don't want a long-distance relationship. My sad rising cannot be contained. But mm-hmm. I definitely don't want us to just end. His rising sign is Aquarius, and as I said, mine is Sagittarius, which means we have the adventurous bestie energy that you two have with your sun signs. My sun is in Taurus, and I have a Libra moon. He has an aqua sun and a Capricorn moon. We try not to think or talk about it because it makes us depressed as fuck, but we both know that we just have the summer. We've spent every day together for the past two years, and we're still planning on seeing each other when we can, but I really have no clue how this is going to go. Any advice you can give me will be greatly appreciated. The rest of our charts. He is an Aquarius Mercury, Aries Venus, Taurus Mars, Virgo Jupiter, Cancer Saturn, Pisces Uranus. I am a Gemini Venus, Gemini Mars, Virgo Jupiter, Cancer Saturn, and Pisces Uranus. So I definitely understand like not wanting to be long distance. Same. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've had like, I don't know, both of my real, I've, I've had like weird fucked up long distance though, like not normal in any sense. So I've had like a very different view on it I guess or opinion but like both people I dated literally just up and moved without like discussion or like planning or telling me about it <laughs> while we were literally dating so that's like crazy and so weird it happened to me twice so um, but then we were just like long distance and like oh okay I guess we're doing this now um but in my like as a Sag I always thought long distance would kind of be a nice thing I get why you don't want to do it but I don't know I'm if you need another opinion, like I do think that there is something interesting about just like being able to fully have your own life and like they have some Aquarius placements too. Like mm-hmm. you guys can be full entire people and then also like still come back to each other or like you get to like go somewhere different. You get to like plan a, you know, a little outing together or you could just like meet somewhere else or like I think there's things that like if you really wanted, even if you don't want to stay together together completely or like you want to be more open or like you're just navigating how to not immediately cut things off, like I feel like you could have some fun with that. I definitely think with like there's a lot of like he has a very a lot of Aquarius energy you're a Sag, like, and you've got Gemini, Venus, and Mars. Like, I think there's a lot of space for, like, a unique scenario to come in. I think you're a Taurus sun, and he's a Capricorn moon. So I think, like, if the two of you can communicate and come up with something like unique and that works for you, like, whether that be it be open, I think it should still have like very sure. clear yeah. rules and boundaries with yeah, the earth absolutely. placements but I think the fire and air I feel like you guys would both be down for like a not traditional relationship yeah no absolutely and I think like I mean you you've spent the past two years together like there's it doesn't feel like there's a need to just like cut each other off yeah if you're not having like problems yeah other than this. exactly yeah. so I don't know I think it's like a nice like, maybe it'll just be, like, a really nice way for you to both, like, see who you are as individual people and, like, grow on your own. And I really think that, like, if people are meant to be together, I really think you, like, will come back and you will figure it out. But I also think, like, taking a break or just, like, like boundaried breaks, even if you don't want to just, like, call it quits, is, like, absolutely not a bad thing. Like, yeah. I think that's, like, if you do it well, it could be, like, super healthy. And, like, you could be, like, oh, my God, look how much we learned about each other. Look how much we, like, grew as individual people. And, like, now we can be back together and be in a great relationship. Or you could be, like, you know what? That was so fun and we really cherished those two years. But, like, I'm not even sad because that's, like, not what we both need either. Yeah. Yeah. Know? Just, like, appreciating the past two years you had. Yeah. I'm sure. But you just wouldn't know that without, you know, trying Right. Way. The universe, like... The universe is giving you this for a reason. Mm-hmm. And whether this means you do break up, then you're s- supposed to. And yeah. otherwise, if you guys want to work through it, like, I'm sure you can. In my dream world, like, this is not a big state that you're <laughs> moving no, across exactly. from. And you both have cars is what I'm manifesting for you. Yeah. So, yeah. You spend a weekend together every once in a while. Like, it's, c- it's not that hard. You know, 
If it's not a plane. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. A week. A weekend. Yeah. A weekend makes sense. Yeah. Be coming off of. <laughs> yeah. Not a 10 long days <laughs> every month. <laughs> That's what I did last year. Yeah, that was crazy. That was crazy. But, you know, we live and we learn. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we wish the, you the best. Yeah. I hope you guys have a fun summer together. Yeah. Try not to, like, think about it too much. Like, I can totally empathize with that, like, yeah, that, like impending doom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe even setting boundaries around, like, how much you discuss it. Like, Wednesdays, we talk about it. Every other day, we don't. Mm-hmm. Or, like... We're going to get dinner. We're going to talk about it. But, yeah, I would not, like, spend the rest of your summer just, like, crying to each other every day about it. Right, doing something fun and then being like, we're never going to get to do this again. Exactly. Like, Like, that's not the point either. (laughs) Yeah, I think be kind to yourselves Mm -hmm. and, like, get ice cream when you have to talk about it or something. Yeah, treat yourself. Yeah. Today for Astro Education, we're going to be talking about the asteroids. Very exciting. We love nuance here. (laughs) We love nuance. Do you want to get into it a little bit? Yeah. So the asteroids are work similar to the planets Mm -hmm. in your birth chart. When you look up your birth chart, you might have to mess with the settings a little bit. So the asteroids come up or if you just you can Google like asteroid asteroid calculator or something so you guys are smart you'll figure it out yeah but they don't typically come up on like the automatic settings for a birth chart Mm -hmm. calculator not all astrologers use them but we love to have fun here so we're going to talk about them but they work similarly to the planets they're just a little bit more like in depth yeah it's like a little like i Kind of like it as like the bonus features on the DVD. Mm-hmm. You could watch the whole movie without them. You can find yeah, it. If you're understand. looking for more, like there's a little something extra, like that's where the asteroids come in. That's a great analogy. Thank you so Applause. much. Applause. Thank you. So the asteroids are named after ancient Greek and Roman goddesses. So it's giving femme, mm-hmm. it's giving, you know. divine feminine yeah (laughs) absolutely and I do think it's funny that like the planets are very like more masculine and then like the ones that like astrologers like don't even use most of the time are like the goddesses but like you know just a note I do think that's fully (laughs) intentional the asteroids became like popular in like using them in astrology in the 70s so like directly with feminism yeah and yeah, I just think, like, the planets were, like, s- so long ago. I mean, like, <laughs> So, Ancient. like, the men were... Um, yeah. Centered in the astrology. Yeah. Very much so. But, yeah, so we're going to talk... Uh, we're going to girlsplain some mythology to mm-hmm. you is really what the the symbolism is based around Mm -hmm. I find that there's like a lot of interpretations for all of these asteroids in my research they're like very complex stories I'm sure like most of us had to like learn mythology in school a little bit they're like very in-depth stories and I think you can kind of take any detail from the story and apply it to your birth chart and like look at that asteroid we're gonna start with Ceres Ceres was is like the earth mother, the like mother nature archetype, mm-hmm. goddess of like agriculture and like vegetation mm-hmm. and also of motherly love and sacrifice. Mm-hmm. The original hot girl. Yes, absolutely. The original girl boss. <laughs> <laughs> the original hot girl summer figure yeah, archetype. <laughs> so if you remember the story about Persephone going to the underworld, that's Ceres is Persephone's mom. So her daughter got sent to the underworld. I'm laughing at how I'm saying this. I'm like, my seventh grade lit teachers would be like, rolling. Shut yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> if you want to hear the story a different way, yeah, you can go, go someplace to the else. library. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Persephone got sent to the underworld, and then her mom was upset. And then everything on earth died because her mom was like, give me my daughter back. So in a deal with Zeus or Hades or one of the god men. She married Hades. She mar- No, but, well, yes. 
Persephone married yes. Hades, but the mom made a deal, deal with, with Zeus. Zeus. Yeah, big daddy Zeus. Exactly. Yeah. So in a deal with Zeus, she got her daughter to come up from the underworld for half the year. So that's when we have spring and summer, and then she goes back down to hell, and that's when we have fall and winter. And everything dies. And at everything least, dies. At least in the northern hemisphere. Exactly. So themes of like loss and return. Themes of, like, mother figures, too. Um, Parent-child relationship, external, internal. How you take care of people. Like, how you nurture and who you're drawn to nurture. Yeah, big self-care. Big self-care energy here. I believe all of the asteroids move through the sign, or take about four months to Mm -hmm. change signs. Mm -hmm. It takes about four years for all of them to go through all the signs yeah Mm -hmm. they're all in in a similar in the belt the asteroid belt yes high science (laughs) come on accessories (laughs) (laughs) exactly yeah they are the universe's accessories yeah yeah cute i love that We thought we would give examples from our own charts for the asteroids. So we both have Ceres and Pisces. Mm -hmm. Mine is in the 11th house Mm -hmm. of like community. I think that this podcast is a really good manifestation of that. I want to like nurture people Mm -hmm. like through this like mystical like. Yeah. Re- emotionally like reflective yeah like for the I people right yeah <laughs> um mine is in pisces in the sixth house um mine is a lot more like personal <laughs> habits um i am like just like aggressively in need of self-care like 900 times a day to be <laughs> like a functioning working healthy person and those are like our six house house themes um but like literally truly every day I have to like go for a walk to like feel okay and then I have to like go to Pilates to feel okay and then I have to like get an eight dollar matcha so I can like feel okay then I go to work and then I have to leave work so I can feel okay go back to work leave work again to get myself my one of my favorite meals (laughs) and then I have to like hang out with my friends every day and like have activities and I have to do crafts and Like, my whole day is, like, structured. Like, the things I actually need to do have to, like, fit between, like, my therapy appointment, my hair appointment, my nail appointment, my Pilates class. Like, that is how I structure my life is, like, through (laughs) self-care. You know what you need. I know what I need. I need a lot of (laughs) self-care. The next asteroid we're going to talk about is Pallas. So, from my understanding, Mm -hmm. that... um, icon Athena Mm -hmm. is often referred to as Pallas as well she's the goddess of like war and wisdom which you might say I thought like Mars was kind of those themes in my chart but it's more like strategic yeah than Mars where Mars is more of like physical aggression and this is gonna more of like how are we using our brains to win a little more wisdom a little more intelligence analysis backed yeah um athena accidentally killed one of her besties named pallas and then took her name like out of grief and mm-hmm. honor is mm-hmm. how she got that name as well some people believe she also took on her characteristics so that uh-huh. this asteroid kind of represents both of them cool in a way but yeah it could be symbolic of like how you problem solve mm-hmm um, I also saw somewhere it referred to like Athena as like kind of like creative intelligence, which I think is another good way to look at it. Obviously, like not often, luckily of us, like have to deal with like war <laughs> and like how we're going to fight in the war. So like maybe more like problem solving mm-hmm. or how you can be creative and like use your creativity to like get through life, um, thinking critically and things like that. That's a good way to look at this one. We both have Pallas in Aquarius. Mm -hmm. So mine's the 10th house. I am very much always like thinking outside of the box Mm -hmm. for my career. Create your own career, if you will. Um, I have a lot of 10th house energy anyway, but I do think I'm like 
very strategic in mm-hmm. like my career moves and I'm always like trying to figure out what can I be learning today or working on today mm-hmm. to like help my future self along yeah absolutely uh, mine is in Aquarius in my fifth house um, so this is like more in relation to like creating and making obviously I like to think I'm like very ahead of the trends always you <laughs> like, are thank you <laughs> um and like what I make and the work I do and things like that but I also really think that I'm psychic and I think this plays into it here too because obviously like this has to do with like wisdom and kind of like our analysis and Aquarius are always like the very forward thinking kind of like ahead of their time as well um and yeah I've just I'm especially when I'm like not like in an anxiety spiral or something like I'm very like I always know what's gonna happen I know when I'm gonna run into my ex-boyfriend like for no other reason than I just feel it deep in my gut I know when like I know when like a trend is going to happen on TikTok before it's become a trend. Like I just am like always like very a couple steps ahead, I like to think. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would like to think maybe that's where some of my my psychic powers come I from. I love it. The next asteroid we're going to cover is Juno, starring Elliot Page. That's <laughs> all I can think Literally. of. Literally. <laughs> Juno is the goddess of marriage in Roman mythology and like commitment, true love, soulmates. Mm-hmm. I'm skeptical yeah, of this sure. one personally. The myth is um just Juno is the wife of like fuckboy Jupiter. Mm-hmm. Like Jupiter is really cheating left and right on her, but she's like loyal. I read like on the internet they were like, she's the ideal wife. Ew. Terrible. Terrible. Sounds toxic to me. Yeah, absolutely. So, I don't know. But, like, I think maybe I also read that she was in charge of, like, pairings. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was, like, one of her jobs. Yeah, so she like, was the like, matchmaker she of, was, the, of the yeah, town. Maybe doing a better job matchmaking right. for other people. Okay. But, like, I don't know. Skeptical. Yeah. But it's this asteroid is supposed to be, like, what you need in a long-term partnership Mm -hmm. as opposed to like Mars and Venus are going to be more like what you attract what you think you need and then the asteroids can be like what you actually need to Uh like sustain something Mm long-term interesting if um there's any like interesting aspects between or like if it if it goes along the same lines as, as your what you're attracting yeah. or if it is like yeah, contradictory absolutely. to what you th- find yourself dating. Uh-huh. I also read that this one could have to do with like core attachment wounds, which mm-hmm. I think um, if you're also like skeptical about the myth, you could look at it that way as well. Um, so almost like that, like why did she stay that like kind of attachment style? Like might be insecurities, a good way to look at trust it. issues. Right. I think you could probably look at it for just cheating as well. Yeah. yeah. So we have both have Juno in Libra. Mm-hmm. Mine's in the sixth house. Um, I guess just Libra in general. Something very equal. Yeah. Balanced. Someone like charming and artistic. Yeah. Flirty, fun. Yeah. Communicative. Little conflict. Yeah, absolutely. For the sixth house, I think that for me is um, like very acts of service. Mm-hmm. I love to like give love by like cleaning my wife's house or like doing their dishes for them or like putting things away or like reorganizing their cabinet to like make their house pretty that's nice um I think an interesting contrast this is an interesting contrast I have a Capricorn Venus which is like I want someone like the CEO right you know but I think I kind of like found that balance of like yeah, someone that. older with like a real ass job, <laughs> right? <laughs> but like doesn't see me, yeah, as someone as, like, less than. Less than. Yeah. I love that. My Juno's in my first house because I have a Libra rising. Um, I think you could like look at this a couple ways. I think I didn't realize this till now, but like that kind of like core attachment wound is like jumping out at me. Um, just because I obviously am like. A lot of my issues in my past relationships is I just don't feel like I can be myself and mm-hmm. I don't feel like I can be a per- like my full person. And then it's like 
I just like instead of being like oh I'm, I don't feel like myself I just get like really depressed mm-hmm. and then I don't know what's wrong until then I'm like oh it's the same thing that happens yeah. every time yeah. <laughs> um so yeah I think that's like very much like the house of self and like having that kind of like relationship and even having like a Libra rising is an interesting place to like having Libra in your first house is just such like a I don't know. It's kind of nice you have, like, that balance of, like, really wanting to be with someone and be in a relationship and then also, like, knowing you're important. But it is, like, I always just think that's, like, an interesting opposition there. Yeah. Um, But I think along with that is, like, just, like, knowing that, like, I need a partner who is fine with that and, like, can honor that, Mm -hmm. essentially, and be, like, okay with, like, me having to do my own projects and, like, having to be busy and, like, knows I have all this other stuff going around but can still, like, be cool with me, like, as a partner and still, like, feel like we're balanced and equal. Yeah. Even though I'm the star. (laughs) As always, your entire birth chart is always (laughs) at play. So what it comes back to. (laughs) Next up, we're talking about Vesta, the asteroid. She is the goddess of home and hearth Mm -hmm. and family. Basically, um, she was like the goddess that was like the protector of Rome. Uh The Romans just absolutely adored her. And she had a temple with a fire inside and as long as like the fire was lit yes rome was protected so the emperor picked out these virgins Mm -hmm. who were you know just children yeah that had to um vow to 30 years of celibacy i think i literally think i read that they were like 8 to 12 yeah (laughs) like children um and they had to like promise that they would not have sex for 30 years Mm -hmm. and their like sole job which is just like so gross that like the emperor is like plucking these children it's like really giving like just icky pedophile cult leader yeah yeah i'm getting a lot of ick from the mythology yeah a lot of ick yeah but you know vesta supposed to represent commitment Home, independence, Uh what you're willing to sacrifice. Yeah. Like your sex life. Yeah. Spirituality, what is sacred to you. Yeah. Um, Sexual energy or like not essentially, Mm -hmm. like lack of. Like like self. Mm Mm-hmm. Like your sexuality, but in terms of like like within your own you, not in like regards to someone else. Yeah, absolutely. We both have Vesta and Aries. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mine's in the 12th house. So (laughs) I do feel like this has come up for me recently. Like this theme. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I'm talking about this because I now know what you're going to (laughs) say. Yeah. um, Yeah. Like my independence is very important to me, but I think I can be like kind of isolating Mm -hmm. in that way. And like, like, the the hidden 12th house right right like the childishness of Aries like I feel like sometimes I like try a little too hard to like prove to someone else I don't need them yeah I'm like oh well you don't want to hang out with me well I actually don't want to hang out with you more today right which is you know not great but I I have a very difficult time balancing like being independent and being in a relationship it's always been like the problem no that like ends my relationships um but I'm like we're finding we're finding the middle ground yeah as I said before (laughs) yeah absolutely it's giving attachment styles yeah no it is Um, it feels similar to my like Scorpio moon though I Uh think and just like shutting yeah shutting people out yeah absolutely um okay so mine is in um my seventh house of like committed partnerships (laughs) (laughs) it's also giving attachment style stuff um I did see a tiktok recently that like I don't know this is like I looked at it a little more like sexual wise than like independence but which I think makes sense because it's in my seventh house so it's like less about me or less about myself as, like, the only person here. But I watched a TikTok that was saying, like, people with anxious attachment styles, like, often, um, like, use, like, sex as just, like, a way to, like, connect with people just because it's an easy... Um, and I'm saying so this as someone who does this, so not in a judgmental way. It's, like, an easy grab. 
That's very Which is what I've always done with people. If I just like feel like they're not responding to me or I need to get what I want, I just have sex with them and then yeah. I know they'll be into me. Um, or like I haven't heard from them. Like I just always have known how to use that to my advantage. Totally. And I think that's kind of interesting in terms of this. I like did a real cliff notes um version of this asteroid especially but something i did see come up here which i thought was like super fascinating and i like would like to dive deeper in my own time on um especially with this like being in a more partnership area of my chart is vesta like an unlike incorporated kind of i think it called it like unrealized or something like that vesta could like really um play into the kind of like virgin horror Mm. the wifey horror complex I like to call interesting. it interesting which I always just think like I always am like why am I the fucking whore <laughs> like why am I just like never seen like as someone who's like can't like not the relationship type or whatever like mm-hmm. and I just think that's so interesting and I like just always find that fascinating like I don't know with like I feel like he didn't want to have sex with me because he like respected me yeah and then I've only had like the opposite Opposite. like people only want to hook up with me and then they're literally like so not respectful of me as a human so I just always find that like that dichotomy super fascinating yeah um so yeah maybe if you have this similar placement something we can all research because I don't have enough to like make a statement on it but I do just think that's something interesting yeah I feel like Vesta could be a bestie for you no I think so too I feel like I'm I was like reading about it and I'm like oh no I think I need to actually do more on this for yeah. myself so we can get a little book on her yeah or something. no absolutely very interesting yeah. oh just how you were saying like you can like just have sex with someone to like then be close to them again I don't even know if we've discussed this but Mm. my wife is demisexual Mm. so there's none of that yeah (laughs) like if there's an if there's something going on Uh uh-huh that doesn't help like no no that's we're not having sex it is so funny and then we had like a really good talk yesterday and then then had great sex that's so interesting. It's, I'm like, that's literally my strategy for my yeah. entire life. Like, I, yeah. I just, I don't, I mean, I've never, like, been with someone demisexual before. So I just never, I don't know, I never thought about yeah, it. Yeah, totally. I'm not. Yeah. So I just was like, not that I didn't think it wasn't, it was real. Yeah, but just like, didn't, like, play into your life I did never day. thought about it. But, yeah. like, now, like, see, I just, like, th- I'm uh-huh. just, I see it all the time now where I'm, that's like. so interesting. Yeah, it's very funny that they, like. Uh our like emotional intimacy is directly correlated to their like sex drive yeah yeah wow very interesting right leading us into the final asteroid we're going to talk about is eros the god of desire of love and sex and passion the romans knew him as cupid (laughs) you may have heard familiar with you may have heard with miss of mr cupid i think it's pretty Mm self-explanatory like I don't know how much of the myth you feel like we need to share passion desire even like creativity I feel like I'd go into this yeah you know he like he has a a bow and arrow which is also giving like love is a battlefield a little bit but you know she's people with his arrow yeah right okay yeah a sag so my eros is in scorpio in my seventh house of committed partnerships, famously, mm-hmm. um, you know, right in right in there with my moon and Chiron. Yep. Yikes. <laughs> there's a big a meetup happening. <laughs> quite the little trio right. in that house. Um, I think, like we talked about, I mean, going off the demisexual stuff mm. and what we discussed last week with the, the moon-Pluto um, conjunction. Yeah. Like, and the intensity is yeah. really sexy to me. Um, mm-hmm. I think whether it be healthy or not. Yeah, for I sure. love intensity, though. Um, but I do also think, like, when I feel safe and emotionally connected on, like, a very deep level is when I have the best sex and I'm, like, down to try anything. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. <laughs> but there's a wound there. Right. Well. Right. <laughs> but don't forget Chiron. Don't forget our wounded healer. Um, my Eros is in Libra again in my first house. Um, just like so many relationshipy, lovey placements in my chart. It's so interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I, we're trying to lean in. I do work really hard every day 
on it at this point in my life. But I think it really does like also the Libra energy is like I it needs to also just like feel fun and flirty and exciting and playful. And like it doesn't Mm -hmm. for me, I don't want intensity. (laughs) (laughs) Like not that I don't want to. Yeah, no, I don't like I don't want it to be like that deep if that makes sense I don't know (laughs) yeah like I wanted to just be like fun and nice and and, like equal and cute and like I want treats I want dinner I want matcha I want gummy candy and (laughs) I want to have a crush and I don't want to talk um about anything scary and I'm like let's swap blood yeah yeah exactly vibes So those are the asteroids. Hope you learned something. (laughs) So if you're looking to do some extra reading on your birth chart, you Mm. know, learn some new things beyond the planets, look up your asteroids and let us know what you learned. For skinny dipping this week, we thought we would talk a little bit about our wants and needs in relationship. We love them. We hate them. We em. love them. We hate them. <laughs> Very difficult, but we love growth mm-hmm. yeah. and doing what's best for ourselves. <laughs> Something that one of my friends recommended that I do, um, famously last season when I had a mental breakdown <laughs> about my ex, um, she was like, I have this great exercise. You should do it. Um, it's to... It's like your perfect partner manifestation. So we made three lists. The first list is red flags. It's your hard nose, like absolute passes, like turnoffs. Like you see this in someone and it's just like, sorry, no, thank you. Like this is not someone that I want to be with. The second list is your must haves. Just the bare minimum of what you're looking for in your ideal partner Mm -hmm. and then the third list is things that like would be nice in a partner Mm -hmm. not required but like oh I guess it would be cool if like yeah this they had this going Mm -hmm. for them so we thought we would go through our lists today yeah and chat about what's on there yeah and see uh where our little convo goes you're gonna roast me so hard for (laughs) mine (laughs) okay perfect You want to go first. We'll start with our red flags. Yeah. So I'll go through um, my red flags. You could say these are bare minimum for me. (laughs) You know, this is this is just usually what I deal with. Okay. One hates women. Mm -hmm. Two misogynistic comments makes misogynistic comments. Three makes homophobic, transphobic, racist jokes, comments, etc. Four closed off like doesn't share about their personal lives. Scorpio things um five in a relationship yeah yeah those are those are solid that's a great place to start you know what I think that these are very personal lists yeah and you they're um, you just need to look at them and be like no that's I cannot do this yeah we all have different things that are difficult yeah and I'm like I know like I don't know I'm like kind of like maybe these seem silly and like dumb but like I've literally dated people who've done all those things yeah absolutely like no you know so it's like start wherever you need to start right you can be like doesn't right shower right red flag right you know Mm -hmm. it can be whatever whatever you had in the past right we're not doing that again yeah. we've learned mine is pretty short I think when I made this in January I was really focused on the things I would want That's good so yeah but um the first thing is men yeah great. as a red flag <laughs> huge red flag actually <laughs> huge red flag hard no hard no I love that yeah Starting distinct strong. boundary yeah um second would be ghosting uh-huh as we've said yeah grow up (laughs) I funny I was like maybe not gonna say this but it is just funny I did used to have anxious attachment yeah on the nose um because I've had that in the past and I avoid yeah in that so instead um you know that really backfired for me (laughs) now that's me so I will be deleting this huge red flag Aubrey (laughs) I know but I also like now I'm like feeling like that that's not like a stagnant thing no I mean I used to be like extremely anxiously attached and I just 
I don't feel like that at all with the person I'm seeing right now, like at like literally at all. Like yeah. It's, it's a lot about who you're with and it's a lot about just also how you feel about yourself. I but think, yeah. For me, honestly, it was really who I was with. It was, it really had nothing to do with me. It yeah. was just like people couldn't, people literally like wouldn't see me that I was dating. And I was like, made me feel crazy. And it was like, well, yeah, that, no, that's, that's very fair. understandable. Yeah. yeah. I know. I think I would replace that with is able to communicate yeah. their or, needs yeah. and like I was what's say, happening for them. I was going to say, or like clingy. And I was like, never mind. That's still you. That's still me. No, we're still in there. <laughs> we're still there. But yeah, I think yeah, it, that's more of like a communication yeah, thing. You know. Um, and then, of course, like a Republican. Oh, yeah. A racist. Yeah. A transphobe, a homophobe, etc. Which, mm-hmm. you know. Not, not men can be. Yeah. You'd be surprised. Anyone can be. But yeah, those mm-hmm. are, those are our no's. You want to take us through your must haves? Yes. <laughs> okay. So number one, um, I'm going to just say that I changed this recently to say this. And I was like, you know what? This is a little silly. And now this is exactly how I feel <laughs> that my need is met here. So great. Say what you need to say. Must know I am the center of the universe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to honesty, like literally they just have to be honest at all times. Um, it's a big thing for me. Obviously, I'm extremely honest. So like I just, you have to match me on that. Um, they need to have a job. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, again, this is not bare minimum for me, people. So it's surreal things I need to set boundaries on yeah um five they need to respect me yeah mm-hmm. going back That's to the important. red flag hating women thing yeah six they need to take me on nice dates seven they're obsessed with me and eight they give me the perfect amount of attention and i've never received a good morning text from the person i'm dating and i hate nothing more than a good morning text but he texts me like around noon every day and it's just <laughs> couldn't ask for more <laughs> that's perfect yeah um, for mine, mm-hmm. you already know they have nothing to do with me. Yeah. Not a single one. Um, is an artist, mm-hmm. friendly and outgoing, mm-hmm. likes to go out or party, mm-hmm. lives within one hour of me. Okay. Good call. Good Thank call. you. The lesbians, you know, it's important to put that. Within eight to nine hours driving. <laughs> <laughs> lives near <laughs> an airport <laughs> right lives in lives the within US. a 30 minute drive of an airport <laughs> is upfront and communicates properly that I don't like properly I will edit I'm gonna edit that proper what is properly I know, mean? Totally. upfront and communicates period yeah um can hold their own mm-hmm can stand up to me and my attitude. That's good. Not everyone can. I would hate if someone did that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just like well, really. What we're not going to do. <laughs> yeah. No, well, I just like, thing. I yeah. can like, I can, I can have an attitude. Mm-hmm. And you know, and I need someone to like right. laugh about yeah, it and be like, a little shut bit up. of a brat. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. It is. Someone that I'm like proud of and want to brag about. Love. Someone confident, mm-hmm. career driven, has big dreams, and wants to change the world. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> right? Yeah. I famously, um, my wife and I, my wife has a similar list of like their, mm-hmm. their must haves uh-huh. in a partner. We famously read our lists to each other on our first date. And we were like, yep, 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 check, so check, funny. got it, yeah, okay, done. I would never read this list to someone. <laughs> I'm like, I hope he doesn't hear this, because he does this, but I don't want him to know he does yeah. that. What's on your would-be nice? Um, I only have one, which is weird. Um, buys me gifts. Yeah. I think that's nice. Um, yeah, I love a treat, but never been like, it's definitely not like my main love language, but mm-hmm. I, I do think it's like a really nice gesture. Yeah, I we love a gift. Mm-hmm. Not a requirement. Yeah. But would be nice. Yeah. And like a gift to me is like a surprise like 
matcha or something yeah too. like it doesn't need yeah. to be like a bag like right. just like anything just, that I you're thought like, of oh, you I, thought I was of, at the yes. store and thought of you I thought of you and I got you this yeah. like that's so nice to me it is nice mm-hmm. mine are <laughs> likes hyper pop that's really the only thing on here that we don't hit yeah that's okay it's okay it's okay I have it's my own perk. thing it's just you know my wife's a good sport right they them mm-hmm. gluten-free big perk huge perk yeah no like actually it is so cute that yeah. my wife and i like have like can like want to go to the same restaurants yeah, and like no, can share food yeah. and like both of us are like we're gluten-free like it's yeah. supposed to like it is like a weird like i haven't like unpacked all of my trauma yet around yeah. like <laughs> gluten-free like I know that sounds stupid, but like there's I've been gluten free since no, like, elementary yeah, school. Yeah, I was gonna say like, no. It was like a childhood thing. It's like different. Yeah, yeah. and like whatever. How that long ago? It was like yeah, no one knew thing. what that was. Like yeah. I had to like explain to adults. Yeah, no, people like, would be like, "Is broccoli gluten free?" Yeah, like because yeah. like, yeah. obviously I like obviously I knew that. Yeah, we'd just both be like, what? Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, there. Um, and then also vegan. Uh is on my would be nice list yeah a perk yeah i think so Mm -hmm. but yeah highly recommend these lists to the folks at home um just having it on paper i know and taking the time to think about like what you actually need and want yeah i think it almost goes back to like what i was saying with just like about like celibacy like i just needed a rule Mm -hmm. like sometimes i think you just like need somewhere written down that like no it's not okay if they say misogynistic things i said that's not okay it's not okay yeah like i don't know that's like kind of my personality i like sometimes just need stuff like that to be like nope remember you wrote it down it's not fine like because I could talk my way out of anything so it's nice to have like concrete little lines and I think it's also like having it like a physical list like this makes it feel like more objective Mm -hmm. as opposed to like you learn something about someone and you like just feel bad you're like oh no like that's not I really like you but like no it's just like yeah you can be a little bit more detached from it I think and like be like no you're cool you just have to have a job yeah to date me right it's just like one of my things and someone can be great and hot but like yeah we gotta have we gotta have boundaries before we go in yeah for sure yeah that's why it's also a nice thing to do when you are like single single because Mm -hmm. I think it would be easy if I wrote another one now or like if you're dating someone and you write another one I think it'd be easy to be like oh well like they do this really specific thing and I love it and it's like okay well that's not what it's about either really it's about like what do you need outside of that and then like it's okay if they don't cross everything off your list but like it is nice to see where like people like oh well they do that in this way and that's like exactly what I was talking about or that's kind of what I meant in my list yeah absolutely so pull out a notebook or a google Mm -hmm. doc yep I have mine on my phone so I can read it every day all the time and like since we both made these like people that are checking boxes have like yeah have surfaced have have come into our lives which is it's just interesting it is interesting so we have the life hack how to manifest your perfect partner easy super easy (laughs) gather around the campfire sluts it is time for our weekly ghost story submitted by one of you I love this shit. <laughs> Me leans in close. I'm excited. Hi, Astro Sluts. I'm a Capricorn Sun, Sag Moon, and Aries Rising. Mm. Parentheses, annoying. <laughs> and my ghost story res- surrounds that of a Leo Sun, other placements unknown. Okay. I had connected with a 32-year-old man on Hinge who fit a lot of what I was looking for. Great career love of family, ambition, love of travel. For the purposes of this story, we are both in healthcare. Okay. And easy on the eyes. Note how this is the bottom priority. We had met up for our date, which he had taken me to a shitty bar in Evanston. The first red flag of this date was that the guy ordered a white claw at a bar. Not a red flag. Add that to your list, everyone. (laughs) Hard no. 
proceed to the next red flag in which he thought I was, quote, not real. And my Capricorn energy looked him dead in the eyes and said, I am very much a real person and I am here to learn about you as you can learn about me. His His conversation was weak turn off and cut to the end of the date i had driven and kindly offered him a ride up the street it was dark out to his apartment we were conversing on the topic of our travels in which i pulled into the back of his building an alley and we proceeded to make out and gently feeling one another up out of nowhere he whips his dig out <laughs> he whips his dick out <laughs> what i can't even say i know i looked him in the eyes and said i see this all the time at my job and it's great but i do not need this right now can you put it away i reinforced my boundaries that i do not sleep on the first date and i'm flattered but i would prefer another time as i'm getting to know you after this event i never hear from him again classic of course Four months passed by in which I was off the dating apps because this is one of my many traumatic stories, sluts. The most hilarious part was when I got back on the app. That is the bane of my existence. Hinge. Yeah, of course. This app paired us as compatible people. (laughs) That is so classic. That has also happened to me. Yeah. Hinge is like out for blood. Yeah. How do they know? I don't know. I think I got paired with, like, most compatible with once, too. Yeah. Like, it really does that. Like, you think they, like, have, like, know our phone numbers or something? Like, you know what I mean? It's, like, connected with that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Or, like, yeah, with Facebook or Instagram or something. Like, they must, like, see, See like, you follow common people or something. I don't know. It is really funny, though. Yeah. Um... (laughs) I spit out my coffee and just for shits and gigs I decided to like him to see if it was a match and it It was was. mind you I joked with him and had nothing and nothing more became of it I wish I knew his other placements because it has to be a lot of fire energy to be whipping out your dick for strangers no for sure for sure um yeah and very like Leo to like think that that's That's what what someone wanted yeah no that's yeah very leo i am super not surprised that he ghosted i know after that well, like men are so like, fragile not that you did at all but absolutely like shot him like shot his ego down oh, so yeah. hard he needed oh, i want it so bad but i just like have to get up early you right. know he needed it gentle yeah i'm like, like don't do Pisces that though <laughs> but like yeah literally ew <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry that happened. Hinge is terrible. That's not okay. That's like... No, that's like, yeah, borderline concerning. Yeah. I'm not going to throw a word on it, but that's not... No, that's exactly... I was like going to say something. I'm like, I won't, but yeah, Mm -hmm. don't do that. I'm really sorry that it happened to you. Yeah. Hold for a train. Yeah, that shit's like just super inappropriate. And also just good for you for, like, shooting it down right away. Because that can be, like, a really, like, frightening thing when that happens. Yes. I applaud your boundaries. Yeah. That is extremely impressive. Yeah. But, like, he really thought he did, like, a great job on the day. Right. He, he ordered did. a white cluster. I was just going to say, in Evanston. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Like, Why? you're not in college anymore sir yeah you know also funny that you say he must have a lot of fire placements because you have have a lot lot of fire fire placements placements. (laughs) takes one to know one the capricorn sun really rains yeah no i'm sure or i guess maybe honestly maybe you're aries rising he thought you were like crazy and spontaneous and then like the cap came out and you were like well absolutely absolutely not." not No, totally. And I feel like that is like almost just like a good thing. Like use that for dating in the future. Like you're going to want someone fun. You're going to want someone spontaneous and you can joke with and laugh with and be like really playful with. Um, But you also like need someone who respects your boundaries, need someone who is going to like probably like put a little time and effort into things with like your Capricorn like there you you want to be taken somewhere a little nicer than like a shitty bar I was to literally get a just gonna like, say that yeah yeah you're a Capricorn you deserve better I think like a good like g- gauging process like yeah. the, the background check that you should be using on apps maybe is like if you were gonna take me to a bar like where would you take yeah, me yeah that's fun and or, like, their answer should dictate 
if you're going out yeah and I would say yeah on a date I would say if you're gonna take me on a date what would we do yeah yeah and it needs to be let's do something funner than a bar it needs to be three to four dollar signs on yeah, on google exactly reviews. exactly <laughs> no hard you deserve that on the menu. nothing less yeah <laughs> That's all we've got for season three, episode three. Moving Come quite on, along. Angel Can you believe it's our three? Yeah, exactly. And it's our third season. Like, like every no. time I'm like typing out the season, and like we episode, just I'm like bopping along. We've got quite a lot. Yeah. If you need some advice or have a ghost story you want to submit or have any like requests on things you want us to talk about on the podcast, we have a link to a Google form in all of our social media bios. Mm-hmm can fill it out and we would literally love to laugh with you yeah about your silly dating escapades <laughs> send them our way we will see you next wednesday follow us on tiktok and instagram for more content until then bye sluts bye <laughs>